Life Audio. Welcome to Truth Tribe with Doug Grodice, where we seek the truth through reason and evidence about the things that matter most. We're starting a short series on the identity of Jesus, and this podcast is simply called Who is Jesus? Let me read you something from Blaise Pascal, my favorite philosopher about Jesus, his Lord. Jesus alone had to produce a great people, elect, holy, and chosen. Lead them, feed them, bring them into the place of rest and holiness. Make them holy for God, make them the temple of God, reconcile them to God, save them from God's anger, redeem them from the bondage of sin which visibly reigns in man, give laws to his people, write these laws in their hearts, and offer himself to God for them, sacrifice himself for them, be a spotless sacrifice, and himself the sacrificer, having himself to offer up his body and blood, and yet offer up bread and wine to God. That's from the Ponces. Could write an entire book just explaining those various achievements of Jesus Christ on our behalf. But let me start with the controversy over Jesus. When you read the Gospels, you see that Jesus sparked disagreement and often contention. He also was beloved. People sought him for healing and counsel. But he was, as John Stott put it, a controversialist. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. So in Matthew 16, 13 through 16, we read this. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say the Son of Man is? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But what about you? he asked. Who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And that was the correct answer, which Jesus said was inspired by God himself. How do we know anything about Jesus? Our primary records are the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Plus, we have the rest of the New Testament reflecting on Jesus and the life of the early church. These are reliable reports. Please see the chapter in my book, Christian Apologetics by Dr. Craig Blomberg, on that. And I encourage anyone uh, who wants to know something about Jesus Don't just take it from me, but read these stories and read them with an active mind and an open heart. Jesus was, of course, a master teacher. He taught all manner of people in different situations. 
He was creative and responsive. He was really a philosopher. He had a coherent worldview. He knew how to argue well with people. He used parables. He fulfilled prophecies and made predictions about the future. He asked questions. He condemned evil. He was the master teacher and philosopher. What was his worldview? Jesus emphasized that the kingdom was coming with power in his own words and deeds. He said, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Beginning of his ministry, Matthew seven, Matthew 4.17. What did Jesus think about humanity? Well, he believed that we were created. Matthew 19.4-6. Haven't you read, he replied, that in the beginning, the creator made them male and female, and said, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. The context is about marriage, but Jesus goes back to the creation, God's original design, and says that the Creator made them male and female. So Jesus is a theist. He believes in a personal transcendent God who is our Creator. However, he believes that all is not well with the world. There's something wrong with humanity. So we see in Mark 7, 20, through 23. He went on, what comes out of a person is what defiles them. For it is from within, out of a person's heart, that evil thoughts come. Sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lewdness, envy, slander, and arrogance, and folly. All these evils come from inside and defile a person. So there is something very wrong, the heart of the human condition. Nevertheless, Jesus had an uncompromising ethic. He was asked the greatest commandment. He said, that is to love the Lord your God with your heart, soul, strength, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. The ethics of Jesus was extraordinary. As we see in Matthew 5-7, through the Sermon on the Mount, he said, don't sin in your heart through anger or lust. Love your enemies. Pray for those who hurt you. Go the second mile. Turn the other cheek. And Jesus taught also that no one could be saved by keeping the law. No one could really obey the high standards that he had, not fully. So he came to save us. That is, he taught about God, humanity, our condition before God, taught about ethics. But he also said in John six twenty-eight through 29, then they asked him, what must we do to do the works God requires? Jesus answered, the work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. So he's turning things around. He's saying, don't do good works to be accepted by God, but believe in the one God has sent, namely Jesus himself. Jesus also says in John fourteen six, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. Jesus was a miracle worker. He worked miracles over nature. He calmed the storm, walked on the water. He worked miracles over sickness, over blindness, insanity, leprosy, crippling diseases, and so on. And he even worked the miracle of raising his friend Lazarus from the dead. We see that in John 11. The purpose of these miracles was to demonstrate that the kingdom of God was coming with power in the words 
and teachings and actions, actions of Jesus. All of these things, his words, his actions demonstrate something new is happening on the scene. Jesus was as well an exorcist. You see more demonic activity in the Gospels than any other books in the Bible. Jesus exposed the demonic realm. They feared him, talked to him, and he overcame them. So Matthew twelve twenty eight through 29. But if it is by the Spirit of God that I drive out demons, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. There's another sign of the kingdom. Verse 29. Or again, how can anyone enter a strong man's house and carry off his possessions unless he first ties up the strong man? Then he can plunder his house. Jesus was as well a man of compassion. He said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. He said that right before his being crucified. He touched lepers. He ate with the down and out, the sinners, and the up and out, as it were, the tax collectors, such as Zacchaeus. We see that in Luke 19, 1 through 10. Jesus was a man of authority. Interestingly, he never admitted fault, but he was never arrogant nor was he a bully, never apologized. He said that he would be the judge of history. That's how he ends the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 7. And in the Great Commission, he says that he has all authority in heaven and on earth. Jesus is known as the Christ. Jesus was his proper name. The Christ is a title. It means the uniquely anointed one of God. Unlike what the New Age says, this is not a state of consciousness. This is a title that relates only to Jesus of Nazareth. Now, what about the uniqueness and supremacy of Jesus? Jesus claimed unique knowledge of God, his Father. We see that in Matthew eleven twenty seven. He claimed to be the mediator. Uh, he said that he was the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through him, strong claim, but he backed it up with his words and with his deeds. Moreover, Jesus claimed to be God himself. I can give you a number of references here. Mark 2, he claims the authority on earth to forgive sins. And people say, who but God has that kind of authority? He didn't say, don't draw that inference. That was the proper inference. Also in Mark 2, he says that he is Lord of the Sabbath. He says that to conclude an argument. And the Lord of the Sabbath is God. Moses didn't create the Sabbath. No human being originated the Sabbath. It was God. So we have two claims in Mark 2 that Jesus, the man, is also God. And then in John eight fifty eight, in another dispute with the religious authorities, Jesus concludes the argument by saying, Before Abraham was, I am. And his audience knew that he was claiming to be God because that word, I am, that name, is the divine name that God used when he revealed himself to Moses in the burning bush in Exodus 3.14. Much more could be said about that, but Jesus implicitly or explicitly claimed to be God, as did the apostles say that he was God. So you look at Paul in Philippians 2, 5 through 11. He says, although he was equal to God, Christ did not count equality with God something to be held on to, but emptied himself and became a servant for our redemption. 
John chapter 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made, without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Much more can be said about the identity of Jesus. Our previous podcast had to do with his atoning work on the cross to forgive us of our sins. We dedicated a whole program to that. This program is more about the essential claims of the person of Christ. He was a bona fide human being, born of the Virgin Mary. He was a man who experienced hunger and fatigue and so on. But he was at the same time God, God in the flesh. Another aspect of the work of Christ that is so significant, you see him casting out demons and overcoming the powers of sickness and so on. The Apostle Paul says that having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. So Christ forgave us our sins. He justified us so many things. But he also defeated Satan and the demons. So the one who comes to Christ can have freedom in that realm. Let's finish up by talking about Jesus and other religious leaders very quickly. And I'll go into some more detail later in this series. First of all, Jesus was a sage, that is, he was a wise man who uttered truth, but he was not merely a sage, as we can say about Buddha, Lao Tzu, or Confucius. Jesus was in no sense an avatar. Hindus teach that God periodically comes to earth to restore the knowledge of the truth. But these stories of avatars in Hinduism are not based on history, and none of them comes to atone for our sin or rises from the dead, which is intrinsic to the whole Christian claim. We'll talk about that in an upcoming episode. Jesus was a prophet, certainly, in the lineage of Isaiah, Malachi, and so on. But he was far more than a prophet. He claimed to be the Messiah, claimed to be God incarnate. He said he had to die and rise again from the dead. That was true of none of the Old Testament prophets. Nor was he in the category of prophets in other religions or supposed prophets, such as Zoroaster or Muhammad or Joseph Smith, because his teaching was true. And the teachings of Zoroaster, Muhammad, and Joseph Smith contradict the teachings of Jesus. Nor was Jesus like any contemporary guru or supposed Swami or avatar. He claimed to be the only way to God, and he backed it up with his fulfillment of many messianic prophecies, by his unparalleled wisdom, by his matchless death on the cross to take away the sins of the world, and through his death-defeating resurrection from the dead. So this is just 15, 16 minutes on the identity of Jesus. Much more could be said. If you'd like to read more, I have a number of chapters on the identity of Jesus in my book, Christian Apologetics. I also wrote a book years ago called Jesus in an Age of Controversy, 
that compares the biblical Jesus with the Jesus of the New Age movement. We'll talk about that more in an upcoming episode. But I hope that this program commends Jesus to you and defends him as Lord and Savior, one worthy of your trust. John 1 says that those who believed on him and received him were given the right to become the children of God. And that is what I did in June of 1976. I've never regretted that. And I've tried to live the Christian life in the power of the Spirit to commend and defend Jesus and his gospel. This has been Truth Tribe with Doug Grotheis. I'm a professor of philosophy at Denver Seminary. If you're interested in our work at Denver Seminary, go to denverseminary.edu. If you'd like to know more about me, go to my newly renovated, jazzed-up webpage at douglasgrotheis.com. And if you enjoy or appreciate this podcast, please tell your friends about it. Truth Tribe is a production of Life Audio and Salem Media. If you liked what you heard today, please take a second to rate and review this podcast in your favorite podcast app so that more listeners like you can find the show. For more faith-filled, inspirational podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. Do you ever hear sayings make their way through the culture and the church that seem nice in theory, but are actually theologically problematic? My name is Shara Donahue, and I'm the host of The Bible Never Said That, a podcast where we examine these popular sayings under the lens of biblical truth. We cover sayings like, God won't give you more than you can handle, time heals all wounds, and follow your heart. We also spend time exploring how people use Bible verses out of context. If you want to grow in discernment and truth, join us and subscribe at lifeaudio.com.